From Yoga Ayurveda Living, I'm Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. Here, each series will have six episodes. This is Series 1, all about Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the younger sister science of yoga. Welcome to my happy place. Introducing Kapha. Just for those who have bouts of sinus disruption or congestion, you could find this the episode to listen to. But better breathing, pranayama, spicy foods, and a lot more activity for Kapha types are great remedies, as you will learn why. We learned in episode one the introduction to Ayurveda. The three doshas are present throughout life in all things and all beings. There is never just one dosha all alone, but all three live simultaneously within each subject. But at the minimum, there is one dosha that is dominant at any given time, and generally there is one who dominates more often, one captain and two commanders. But no matter what, as we develop awareness and come to understand the nature of each dosha, we learn that we can have three leaders, but each one has its own time to drive the bus. Or we can have one driver with two engineers, all working in active balance. The kapha dosha is made of earth and water. And this is a sticky combination that translates when kapha is in balance as the synergy of cohesion. But out of balance, earth and water have disagreements with the other doshas and begin to create blatant roadblocks or it reduces so much, it leaves too much freedom. And with either of these, it wreaks havoc on our physical and mental stability, or AKA our dosha balance. What do you need to know about kapha? Kapha is the element of earth and water. It is the power, or it sparks the power of cohesion. It gives earth and water the power to combine and remain bound to each other in any form it takes. I did for a little while kind of hum and ha about including the basic understanding of the elements in the early days of this podcast on Ayurveda because I was concerned that people would get bored, switch off, not get their immediate fix of information that they really wanted. But I felt in the long run it would serve no purpose. We all need to know exactly what we're dealing with in order to keep life simple. I felt it would be doing Ayurveda disservice and also my own work and the way I was taught. So it's like from a cooking perspective, leaving out the elements of Ayurveda in the early days would be like leaving out butter from the making of scones. There would be no base, no yumminess. And actually, that is exactly what kapha is. It's the base element of earth, the solidity of life. Kapha is the stability of our life and our doshas. In the old adage, kapha is the tie that binds. Seriously, its immediate translation is that which binds. Without kapha, we would be space, air, fire, and water. Can you just picture all those elements trying to work together? It would be an absolute mess. And one that brings to mind for me is like fireworks. But even fireworks have that outer coating. They start from something solid before they explode and disperse. 
How does this help you? Knowing how kapha behaves helps us to navigate the blips and wobbly moments that come from too much or too little kapha dosha. Keep in mind kapha is a biological humor, an intelligence of life. It is in all things that live, including the earth. Although we often consider her not sentient, she does have the doshas moving within her too. Like anything, the variables are vast and many, but for the most part, one of the main themes of Ayurveda is that a dosha becomes most out of balance when the same attribute is added on top of the dosha's attributes. Like increases like, a main rule of Ayurveda understanding. Kapha is the initiating power of cohesion. I know I said that already. And I consider it the glue that holds all the bits firmly together, at least when it's balanced. Kapha is cool, thinking of the earth when you step on the earth with bare feet. More often than not, you feel a cool dampness rising upwards into the soles of your feet. It is this coolness you connect to from the earth that is kapha, dense, cool, stable, unctuous. And the earth itself, although we don't often see it really clearly, we know it does move incrementally, and sometimes vast movements, big, huge earthquake movements. So kapha does move fractionally because of the water element, and the water element is unctuous, sticky, and moist. All of these attributes are really important to keep in your mind at some stage when you're trying to work out what imbalance or what balance is showing up. The kapha is dull, so in effect it's slow moving. It does move when motivated enough to get where it needs to be, but it's methodical because of its dull slowness. You will see kapha described as immobile, and that becomes very clear in reference to the other two doshas. But like I was saying earlier, it actually does move. It's just really slow. And for all the phlegm that kapha creates, their skin is like that of a baby, really smooth. All of these attributes stand up to one thing for a kapha-type person. Kapha-type people are called steady. They join people together. They love the sense of homemaking. And that can be in any space. It could be in the office. It could be at home. It could be in the garden. They lean towards nourishing themselves and others, keeping everyone fed, watered, comfortable, safe and cozy. They love and desire constant comfort and stability. Kapha itself should be considered the shelter for vata and pitta, the harbor to which they can trust will keep them supported in and out of balance. And how does kapha show up balanced? Balanced kapha is the steady worker bee of society. They continue when no one else can. COVID-19 showed us those who are in kapha-type occupations and how valiant and dedicated they all were to continue while the rest of us did hashtag stay at home. Those pure kapha types have strong endurance physically and mentally, giving them the best temperament to hold tough in longer work hours 
and difficult sudden changes such as COVID brought to this whole world. But kafas are also the huggers, tree huggers too, and they naturally feel close to the earthy elements of life. Laying on the earth and hugging trees feels good and very normal to them. And to be fair, vatas and pitas need to do more of these simple earthy remedies to give release from their own struggles and imbalances. Kafas are the ones who create a sense of community, helping to open lines of heartfelt communication for the end goal to come together. As the love bugs of this world, they ooze abundance of kindness, compassion, and stability in their home. You won't leave a kafa home without a loaf of bread, some homemade butter, and a book to read. And kafa in the body is stocky, stable, and they are the dosha that finds it the hardest to lose weight. This is natural for them. Often they are the ones who perpetually put themselves on a diet to reduce weight. Kapha itself gives us the lubrication of every joint, even those tiny little ones in the ears and ankles and spine. Kapha exists in the tiniest interstitial fluids that binds the whole body together. Kapha is our joiner. And Kapha's home site, so the area that Kapha rules, is the chest and lungs and the stomach. If we just reverse a bit to podcast two and three and remember that vata owns the colon, the hips, the legs and pelvis, nervous system, brain. Pitta owns the digestive power and processes that are in the center of the body and blood and also the chemical processes, anything to do with transformation, transformation. So this includes the hormones. But kapha owns the chest, the throat, head, pancreas, stomach, lymph, fat, the nose and tongue. And kapha mainly governs the phlegm production, the space of chest and stomach. Kapha owns all the gooey bits in the body. Yeah, all the mucous membranes, that's our kapha showing up. The phlegm that is developed by kapha protects the stomach from the very hot digestive fire or the enzyme function, but also it prevents our lungs from drying out or shrinking. I mean, apart from many other things that kapha does, those are the two kind of vital ones, at least for now. Kapha, because of the strength of it, also sustains our immunity. So this is a big one, our life force, our ujjas called. And this is the subtle kapha dosha, but that's for another podcast. An unbalanced kapha leans towards the accumulation of tissue and excess phlegm. This means gaining weight, increasing edema, and more cold-like occurrences like sinus problems, congestions in the throat. Fogginess of the mind is connected to that dullness attribute when there's excess phlegm. And when we get more phlegm than the body can deal with, it comes out of the nearest exit. And so the closest exit for kapha is the mouth or nose. And we can get sinus problems that develop or else it ends up landing in the throat or the stomach. And when the excess dosha, the phlegm, 
stays in the stomach, we actually feel nauseous or you have a lack of hunger or it's the onset of a cold. So it's interesting, isn't it? That that's that kind of nausea that we get when we have a really bad head cold is actually that it's the excess phlegm held on in the stomach trying to find a way out. You need to, there is a definite relief that Ayurveda promotes for chronic sinus difficulties, and that's the neti pot. And I encourage you to try it if you do have sinus problems. It actually really relieved my sinusitis years and years ago. So if you have any questions about that, let me know. I know there's a lot of YouTube videos about it, so it's better to learn from a teacher that knows how to do it. Because one of the downsides is that the neti pot, if you're doing it incorrectly, you actually end up leaving the water inside the sinus canal or the sinus pocket sometimes, and that can create more inflammation. But generally, it works really well if you have the technique down right. Pure kapha types tend to be heavier in bone and body, and you see, this is their nature. It's very hard to go away from your nature. And they need this extra stability in body to help them create stability around them. And when they're out of balance, they lean towards excess weight as the, the extra phlegm that's produced stops them digesting their food optimally. The other problem is that when out of balance, the mind gets a little bit out of kilter and decision-making isn't always the best. So kapha types, when they are out of balance, they like to lean towards the things that increase them. So these sort of attributes like cool, oily, heavy, and dull, which straight away makes me think of cheese. And really, they sh- kapha types should steer clear of cheese. But kapha types are really strong, and they actually are the ideal athletes. They have the mindset, they have the body endurance capacity that they can actually endure the long haul of harder training practices. Other body types might find the longer straining much more difficult to stabilize their body and their mind. When out of balance, Kafka's heightened emotion is fear. And it's a fear of scarcity or not enough, a fear of not having what they have right now. It's sort of like a preemptive fear. And then if something does happen, they feel like they have to retreat from it to feel supported. So I always liken this to how kaphas need stability is like trees. Trees are in balance with their own natural rhythm. When they are able to stay in their stability, they know that letting go of things that no longer serve them is essential as some trees do in autumn. So it's a good analogy to how kaphas are. Stubbornness is a big attribute for kapha types. They're stuck in the mug, they get bogged down. Adulting is difficult at stages for them, kind of moving from one stage to the other. And also even the empty nest syndrome is difficult. But what we need to do with kapha types when they're finding the different life stages as a difficulty and fearful is to do it progressively, to slow it down, to allow it to occur in a more gentle process rather than one fell swoop. 
Remedies for kapha are fun. They're easy. They're they're really nice. But kaphas find it difficult until they really get inspired. Kaphas need inspiration to be self-motivated. And kaphas could do with jumping up and down a few times a day just to keep their energy a bit higher. A good strong round of six to eight sun salutes every morning before 7.30 a.m., before seven would be better, will work really well to help keep them energized. And what happens is it helps to keep the excess kapha moderated. Kapha types should only try and eat whole foods. Vegetarianism suits their body really well. And what kapha types find is that when they eat heavy foods, it slows them down. And it slows them down, and then they start to build that excess kapha, whether it's phlegm or fat. Um, and actually, you'll find on the Instagram, the Dosha Life, that there's a kapha week about food that occurred a few weeks ago. Um, and that has some really nice recipes. Actually, that whole month had some really nice recipes. And so the last remedy for kapha is breathing better. Since the home side of kapha is the lungs, the better we breathe, the more vitality we will feel in mind and body. It's sort of because it's this pranic intake, the more we can lengthen through the spine and really breathe in through the lungs, really breathing out through the lungs and the belly, engaging the rib cage, the diaphragm, the arms, the shoulders, all of this whole area will really help to reduce and balance kapha types or even the kapha dosha. Breathing Better is covered in the podcasts um, on Mondays and Fridays. And I know um, only recently I did a Monday for a breathing for kapha type. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, I look forward to chatting to you in the next podcast. And however you are, wherever you are, go gently. And may we all find peace in every step. Thank you so much. Click subscribe to receive more of these podcasts, Monday's meditations, Tuesday's podcasts, and Friday's relaxations. Pitta types will be awakened and subscribe, review, and rate this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and probably share it with someone they love. Bata types will be inspired but can't make up their mind yet. Would they bother? And Kapha types, they know they need it, so they'll do it once they think about it. This is the Dosha Life with Kelly and all of you. Until the next episode, may we all go gently. Gently.